0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. My name is Jason Hill, in case you guys don't already know. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, The podcast has been pretty well received, so I, I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure you guys leave the podcast, you know, five stars or a nice little review to help others, you know, decide to make a decision to have a good listen today. So today what I wanted to talk about is whether you're listening to this, you know, right after it comes out or later, you know, it's around the holiday time, it's Thanksgiving um, in the U.S. I do have some people listening overseas and so it's kind of a holiday time where people are with their families and they're not maybe training nearly as much. So what I wanted to talk about is some things that maybe you guys can do um, if you're not in a class or, you know, you're still wanting to kind of improve your jujitsu or kind of still keep it on your brain and keep it fresh Um, there's a few things that you guys can do and i'll talk about you know what i recommend inside of each one of them so i kind of categorize this idea as academic resources so academic resources are going to be things that are non-physical per se so things like um you know drilling and sparring is is physical you do have things that you can do on your own like solo movements Um, Which you can definitely do, but you kind of need some space. So, depending on how much space you have, or if you have any, you know, carpet or mats to do at home, you know, it can be kind of hard to do solo movements, but you definitely can do those. Um, But being able to do these things kind of keeps your brain on jujitsu and it kind of prevents you from getting rusty. And so, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into those. So, We have the solo movements, which obviously are things like shrimps, bridge and rolls, all of those things. The biggest advice I can give you with solo movements is that whenever you're doing them, try to connect them with techniques. So don't just think of like a shrimp as a shrimp. Like I'm not just shrimping from side to side. Like what's a technique you would actually envision yourself doing with a shrimp? And there's a bunch. There's a million, right? Elbow escapes, uh, shrimp escapes, Uh, just creating space to get an underhook. I mean, there there are so many ways that you could think about using a shrimp that it's so important. So anytime that you're doing a solo movement, try to envision a technique that you're going to connect it to or that you're doing, even if it's a shoulder roll, forward roll, backwards roll, whatever kind of scenario is happening to you in training, try to envision that, right? And then the other things which are probably going to be more primary for most people because most people don't have either mats or or enough space to do solo movements. It's great if you do, but if you don't, then how can you do some studying or some other aspects? So there are a couple of things. Um, one is obviously going to just be watching videos. Um, that could be watching YouTube videos that could be watching instructionals. Um, a very underrated thing to watch is your own training footage. Um, a lot of people don't have sparring footage of themselves because they're either too scared to record it, they don't want to ask someone to be in it, or you know, they just forget to record it. But if you have sparring footage of yourself, I would say that would be the number one footage to watch. Um, number two footage would be um, some kind of like an instructional on something that you're working on, like a, a specific idea that's going to fit with what you're struggling in or already trying to achieve. And then YouTube videos are good. But the problem with YouTube videos is they're kind of random and sporadic. Um, they're usually, you know, an instructional. Some people, it's usually kind of formulated in a way that it kind of goes into a cohesion order. It's like cohesive and it follows some kind of a, a structure of a reason why they're showing one technique than another. But YouTube videos are so random and sporadic. Um, you know, you, you never know what you're going to get, which is kind of good. I've learned with my own YouTube channel. It's fascinating. When I put out content, how people have amazingly short attention spans—it's fantastic. Like I, like I will give an overview of the video of what we're going to cover. Then I kind of give small plugs just to let people know, like you know, subscribe, help me out, you know, that kind of general stuff for their free free things that they're getting out. And then they complain that the video is like a minute in and. Like, not all the information is delivered yet. It's fantastic. Uh, People's attention spans are great. So, um, sometimes that's good for people. Sometimes people, you know, bounce around all over the place and, you know, they like the YouTube because it's sporadic and it changes their brain. Trust me, I'm as ADD as everyone. Um, You know, I have ADD all over the place. So, sometimes I do like the sporadicness, but what helps me learn better is the organized structure. So, doing what I like and doing what I need are two different things, right? Um, And then two, I think a very underrated studying habit that we don't do enough because I think it takes work is kind of just creating our own jujitsu library or thinking and writing down our own jujitsu stuff. So even if you're already kind of have a library, like sit down for like five or 10 minutes a day And see if you can like build like chains or connect techniques together or just kind of have like a running list of stuff that you're wanting to work on or or whatever and just kind of review it. Like um, if you can write down like two or three of the steps and and no majority of it, that really helps. That's going to help you transition the techniques into more solidified knowledge. So those studying habits are very beneficial, um, especially for this time of year, whenever we're not able to maybe do as much physical training on the mat. So just as a review on that, the things I'd recommend is watching training footage as your own. That's number one. Um, number two is if you can't, if you don't have training footage of your own, maybe try to watch an instructional of something that you're working on or just some kind of video. Um, studying matches is good, but you're always going to get more benefit at studying your own matches and other people's matches until you're high enough level um, once you're really high level, you can watch other people's matches and get a lot out of it. But till you're, you know, probably late blue belt, maybe even early purple belt, maybe even brown belt, it may not mean anything to you as much because you're going to miss so much information. And then, um, and then doing kind of some memory recalling, you know, making the information more sticky in your head, maybe thinking about techniques that you need to drill more, maybe ones that you should be trying to sparring more, kind of maybe path mind map your next uh training session ideas or your next couple just so that way you kind of can see what's going on um but yeah so the other thing i want to go back to instructionals um just as a quick thought that popped into my head when once again i have add so it kind of bounces around all over the place um is instructionals i have found that because of my youtube channel and people that i talk to on social media um i've had several discussions either via the phone um or and emails or whatever. I have noticed that people have, which is obvious, have very much different learning styles. Um, I've had literally some people say that guys like John Danaher's videos are extremely annoying because he takes too long to get to the point. And that just tells me that they're not ready for the amount of information. Like they're, they're trying to hurry up and get to the end. And if that's how they continue their journey, then it's going to be very tough. But then you guys have, in my opinion, then you have guys like Gordon Ryan who I've watched his instructionals and he doesn't have as much overarching philosophy as Danaher and he gets a lot more to the points and a lot of people, and I know some people that hate his instructionals. So it's funny that you can have two guys who are not teaching the same techniques, but they do have a lot of laps or crossover. I've seen them teach techniques in the same instructional as a crossover. Like I've seen Danaher show a technique and him show the same technique and in different instructionals, but it's just communicated in a different way. And, uh, sometimes, you know, maybe the details are different or the speed or the tempo is different and everyone gets something different out of it. So I, I find that fascinating that people have different learning styles and some people like absolutely hate my YouTube channel and they hate the way that I do my videos. And some people really like it and they like the thoroughness and you know, So when you're watching an instructional, what's more important is, yes, the content of the techniques are very important, but also finding an instructor that you enjoy. Um, because if he, if he has the greatest techniques in the world, but you don't enjoy their content or if you don't enjoy the way that they present it, if you don't think it's clear and concise and makes sense and, and, and all the details you want, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And vice versa, even if they show the coolest inverted spider guard technique and you're like, dude, that's awesome – but they're terrible at teaching at it and they don't give you enough details to make it work for your skill level, then it doesn't affect either. And really the the what I find is that an instructor biases their teaching toward who they're teaching more of. So if you're like Danaher and, you know, he's uh even though he teaches some of the best athletes in the world, you know, he spent majority of his teaching career teaching beginners and teaching fundamentals and teaching very basic things as opposed to some jujitsu instructors. They don't really even start teaching until they're a black belt and then they jump right into teaching mainly advanced classes. So when they start cutting their teeth teaching, it's like to advanced people. So they kind of keep it at that high level of advanced and short details and to the point because they already expect everyone to know everything. So you have to understand everyone's kind of operating from some kind of a bias from where they're at, from an instructional or teaching, I very much lean to, you know, majority of my career has been teaching fundamentals and basics. So I'm going to over explain stuff and I'm going to make sure everyone is clear and everyone understands because the worst thing about jujitsu is, is when you're trying to communicate to somebody and they just don't understand it and they get so frustrated and then they have such a negative experience with jujitsu. Um, you know, making sure that they're comfortable with knowing everything and every detail is left on. And you have to think about the instructional too. An instructional is designed. I, I, if I had to shoot, which I don't have my own instructional, if I was, I would probably give every detail. Cause the idea is that this is someone that's going to watch it multiple times. It's supposed to be all of my vomit about this technique or this concept here. And guess what guys, you have a fast forward button and a turn off button. Um, so it doesn't matter even in the instructional, if you fast forward or turn it off because you don't like it or a YouTube video, you want to fast forward and turn it off and find the key points. That's a hundred percent cool, right? Um, it's, it's interesting that people, you know, criticize and leave things and they've never attempted to do anything like that either. So anyway, that's my thoughts for the day. Um, I usually get asked that, Hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to go and train in class as much. What can I do to help? And, and kind of those studying things are some of the best things that you can do. Um, if you have space, you know, solo drills are going to be awesome too, but you know, make sure that you guys hit up your open mats and, uh, that way you can still get some training in until classes resume back to regular schedule for the holidays. So with that, there's your podcast for today and, um, yeah, I'll see you guys later. Take it easy. Bye.